All right, welcome to episode 12 of the Formula Hooligan Podcast. Hot damn. We made a dozen. That's right. A dozen of these friggin' things. Yeah, we'll make it to a baker's dozen next time. <laughs> yes. Oop. All yeah. right, the first, <laughs> first censorship. It is about like uh, 15 seconds in. It's all right. Excellent. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yes, by the time this does come out, it will have been Thanksgiving, most likely. Um, That's right. We're recording this on the Tuesday prior, because mm-hmm. there's no way we're going to do a podcast on Thanksgiving weekend, so. Nah. And we're trying to not do uh, these only once a month, we're trying to get them to you at a little bit more of a rapid pace. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice. Uh, once every two weeks, I think would be. Uh, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. What do you think, As long fans? as we got stuff to talk about, you know. Well, yeah, no, there's well, plenty there, to talk about right there now. There actually is plenty to talk about right now. There's been two Formula One races since we've last talked. Mm-hmm. We've had the most recent race in Qatar, but then we also had Brazil. Or Sao Paulo. They don't call that, it the Brazilian oh, 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 GP that's anymore. That's right. It Get wasn't it right. Yes, it was the Sao Paulo GP. Yes. Um, my, f- I think it was not my favorite race of the year, but it was the most impactful. I think it had the most to lose and the most to gain. If that makes sense for for Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, well, I mean, it was. I thought it was a fantastic race, and I'm a Max fan, and he didn't even make it out. Well, didn't win when he could have, but uh, you have to consider how bonkers the entire weekend was. So, going into it, Lewis has a what is it? A five place grid penalty. No, well, let's roll back because there was a sprint race. He started That's right, dead okay. last in the sprint race, right? Right, because but, his new engine no 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 i know so like i was saying he started the weekend with a five place grid penalty because of the new engine that was that was the penalty for the engine yep they go through qualifying on friday which is weird i actually watched it that day and it's like i think i did too yeah (laughs) um and that's when it was discovered that his drs slot was too wide on one side so he was disqualified from qualifying making it so they had to start from the rear in the sprint and no matter where he finished in the sprint race, he still would, received a five grid. Correct. Memory. He would still take so his five points. So he started twentieth, finished fifth. I know. Yeah. And then ended up starting tenth in the actual Grand Prix. Right. I think is. But can you, dude? Can you believe in the sprint, which is a third of the race distance? He made it all the way up to fifth from last. I've said it before, and I'll say it again because he is the greatest. I. I <sighs> yeah. It, it, you've you've said that before. That's why it's imperative he wins this this championship this year. We'll see about that. <laughs> I mean, it is. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but so the sprint race was great. I think we both agreed we love the sprint race setup. I like the sprint format. I like yeah. it as a special thing. I think next year yes. they're going to bring it into seven weekends instead of just three. Fine. There's like fifty races next year. Yeah, anyway, I can so deal I with it. That's... I don't. I don't know if I'd want to see it for every single weekend. I agree. Um, because it's kind of it is kind of special. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a sprint weekend this yes. weekend, you know? Yeah, it's you like get a, a little job, excited. you know. Keep it a little special. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, sure, um, okay. <laughs> it's not the feature, but it's uh, still pretty nice. <laughs> exactly. Well put. So, um, where were we now? Uh, so this track, uh, two uh, DRS zones. Yes. Two passing zones, which is nice. Turn one More and then turn three and four. Is it three and four is where? It's turn four, I think that turn is. Turn four, okay. Because you go down the hill. But one, nonetheless, right. it's one more than most tracks. Uh, Yeah. I mean, a lot you of know? tracks do have the, just the one at the end of turn one type of thing going on. Um, I love this track. I think. Yeah, I think most racers do. I like it. I think it's fun to watch. It'd be cool to see live. It's, I think it, it was would. like a bowl. Kind of reminds right. me like a. I bet you if you sit high enough on the exactly. front stretch, you could probably see down the rest of the valley right. and watch the race. Right. That's which what would they be claim. awesome. It'd yeah. be like NASCAR because in a NASCAR like race. Formula One. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's a fairly small track. I think. What did they say it was? Is it like 3.2 miles? I'm not even Something sure it's like the three. It might be shorter. Maybe 2.2, 2.3. But it's it's small, mm. um, you know, relatively compared to Spa and other places. But um, yeah. Yeah, it's a great viewing, uh, a lot of history there, and I thought it was uh, Lewis's uh, race to win. I mean, when you when he came all that way back, if, it would have been a real shame if he couldn't have pulled it off, especially the the real doozy of that race was when oh, Max yes. turned four yes, and pushes him wide, which uh, I'm a Lewis fan, obviously rooting for him. That is a racing incident. They're driving. I can't believe people are screaming like a bunch of babies that there should have been a penalty. At what point 
this is racing. It's 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 not wrestling. This is not you know scripted fake bullshit. I don't agree. Really? Don't agree. But this is funny because you're you're a Lewis yeah. fan. Yeah. You like it as racing. I'm a Max fan. I thought Max should Here's have been penalized. Thing. It would have been different if there was a wall there and it would have you know ended Lewis's career or life or you know anything of the sort. But there was plenty of room there. Max went off the track too. I mean, he was defending. Dude, but he, no, I don't think that's a good enough excuse because then when they go to like places like Coda or whatever, they could just run wide wherever they want as long as they're side by side with somebody. You know, I, you see the precedent that yeah, was set up. Yeah, no, I, I do. Ah, man, it's God, but the the sport is becoming so clinical and just so perfect that you have well, to have some of this gray area. It's I, racing, you it, know. But it's not. It's getting they worse. They didn't even make contact too, so keep. I know up. they didn't make contact, but to me, it's getting worse than gray area because they're just doing crazy stuff, and it it's been inconsistent with what the FIA makes for punishments. I mean, we were talking I was talking with our, our group chat in the in the text messages there and I brought up the point that in Austria um what was it? Checo and Charles Leclerc were racing side by side with each other for quite a few laps. Twice Checo ran Charles wide and put him in the gravel a little bit, you know, and stunted his progress and he got back behind Checo, came and did it again. On another corner, again, Checo ran ran him wide right. and got him in the gravel for a little bit. And guess what? Mm. Checo got a five second penalty. Yeah, you're almost for both you actions. You already almost changed my mind because by leaving the track, you're not allowed to gain an advantage. Mm-hmm. And the gap between Lewis and Max was gained in favor of Max. So I guess I could. Say, in other in words, when instance. they're side by side in that instance, Max not only argumentatively blocked him and sent him off the track, but he then gained a bigger gap too. So it's like, right. He absolutely, yeah. but here's the thing. I don't. So for the longest time, they didn't have the front, the front facing camera available of that incident. Right. They, which is weird. Yeah. It's very it's weird. One of those things. Well, it probably wasn't in conspiracy theory, you know, <laughs> well, it eventually got showed. Um, so when it did eventually get shown, um, to me, it looks like, Max was super busy looking in his mirror, waiting for Hamilton to come around the outside. Hamilton does zoom around the outside, and by the time Max looks forward to see where he is, it's too late. He hits the brakes. He, I think he did like an early apex type of thing, if he even did hit the apex. And he just overshot the corner. You know, if he was by himself in the middle of the lane going into that corner, he would have never made it, ever. But he overshoots the corner... And then where it kind of looks like to me he could have gained control and, and turned left to at he least. He would have lost momentum, though. No, he lost it, speed. It, it wouldn't have been a momentum thing. I think he kind of he kind of did do this thing where everybody he was asking. His hands. No, 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 no. Everybody was asking, did he, did he open the wheel? Did he open the wheel? No, he never did. He turned in, right, and then, you know, kind of understeered. But then when it looked like the car was done understeering, he didn't really try to, like, continue turning to kind of keep it going it kind of just like i think he made the mistake but then he was like i need to cover my ass because hamilton's right there and did run wider than he probably would have right if he wasn't trying to keep somebody away it was a well done penalty i think if if anything else i mean it was I, i think he is a little bit guilty of trying to keep hamilton at bay but it also did look like he just blew the corner like just just didn't realize how far down the straight he was and to me you're forcing somebody off the track. It's a clear-cut penalty. Why they allowed it? The show. That's my opinion. Because people would bitch, moan, complain, and throw all sorts of that if okay, they, so that's, if that's they good. did. I mean, I, I kind of approve of that then, that decision. Because at the end of the day, it's a sport, but it's it's entertainment. It is entertainment, <clears throat> dude. So if the but product's not entertaining, people aren't going to watch. No, but you risk going like the NASCAR route and doing too many things to try to bring an entertainment I mean, NASCAR has tried so much stuff over the years and has not come back on basically any of it. Like, remember when Formula One tried to do that, like, knockout elimination qualifying thing where, like, every so many minutes the the person in last got eliminated? Yeah. Remember, they only lasted two qualifying sessions because everybody realized, wow, this fucking sucks. It's gimmicky. And they got rid of it immediately. Right. And it was awesome. But NASCAR has been doing the thing where they introduce some new gimmick like once every three or four years, and they just keep that gimmick in the race from here on out. Like they introduced the chase format, 
chase format didn't really piss me off much. I mean, you take the last 12 races or whatever it is, you make it a championship of their own of the top 12. And then it was the top 16, whatever it is. And those race, you know, for the championship for the end of the year, then they introduced stages and the playoffs. I think the playoffs came first. The, the playoff thing, nobody likes because now it's down to three races, three races, three races, and four are eliminated in, in those blocks of three. And then the last race, whoever finishes ahead of who out of those four that are left is the winner of the championship, which is bullshit to me in, in racing. Yeah, world. don't it make it like football, baseball, basketball. It's not going right. to Then they introduced restrictor plates in 2020 to every track over a mile long to try to make the racing closer because if they don't have to break going into corners, well, they'll never separate from each other. So they just draft each other like Daytona at every track that's more than a mile long. And they've kept that. Even though nobody likes stages, nobody likes the the playoff format, nobody likes the restrictor plate shit. Nobody. So who are they appeasing at the end of the day? I don't know. I don't know. I think they're trying to appease to people who aren't into racing. I think it's They're trying to... They're trying yeah. to get the ball and stick people into, into exactly. watching They're racing. They're trying to grow the audience because I think some of the NASCAR fans, I don't want to say dying off, but it's sort of like the same problem baseball has, you know? What, what's the problem that baseball has? Uh, well, that they, it's a old sport that people either get it and like it. It's very similar to motorsports in general. So people either understand motorsports and appreciate it mm-hmm. or you don't. Same thing with baseball. That's why they've been so apprehensive about making changes to the sport to speed it up or do this or that. Because all the purists say, no, you're destroying the sport, which I – I mean, I, I don't really give a shit about baseball. But I, I get where they're coming from because yeah. I see the correlation. Right. So I'm in favor of them keeping baseball the way it is and just the fuck with it. You know. But the problem is if, you, if your fan base dies off or they, they're saying the younger crowd just needs constant stimulation. They need uh, you know, yeah. changes even if they're for the worse. I don't. It's just not good long term for the sport. I don't think so. The best thing long term for a sport, for baseball, for motorsports, for anything, is having personalities out there. That's what it is. That's oh, why yeah. Formula One is doing so well right now because of Drive to Survive with all the yeah people. Because we a get shit. to get into you know the behind the scenes of yeah. the personalities, which is friggin' awesome. Right. You know that show we talk about it being gimmicky and every time it, it is all fabricated. There, there's some fake fake some drama thrown in there, but like. You get to see what these du- these dudes do on their weekdays when they're not at the track or, you know, in the garage areas when they are at the track. Yeah. It's it's awesome because of that. And the drama they build up in the show is enough to make anybody like it. You know, my uh, uh, guitarist buddy who plays guitar in our band, he just... Oh, is this not- the guy that was going to come over and watch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, um, he doesn't watch or didn't watch racing, still doesn't even watch it, but he watched... He binged all of Drive to Survive, like all three That's seasons. That's crazy to me because I wouldn't binge um, a baseball Netflix series no matter how good it was. You don't See know that, I mean? though. I don't know. If, if it's engrossing enough, maybe you would. Um, you got your screensaver going. Oh, yeah. Uh, this game again. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Whatever. Yeah. Let's just keep fall yeah. up there. That's right. It's very. It's like a golf course. It's yeah. nice. Actually, you know what? You make that a nice little cart track. Huh? Uh, if you squint yeah. hard enough, you know what it kind of looks like? So the sound wall would be right over here. And then the big uh, oh, bank God. turn. You're yeah, making me yeah. sad. <laughs> Doesn't it, though? You're look at making it. me sad. That looks like uh, Middleborough or whatever the hell that town was. East Bridgewater? Yeah, East Bridgewater. Yeah, one outdoors. But, um, but all right. So do you see what I'm saying about the argument of entertainment versus sport, though? Yeah. See, the thing about keeping a sport, you know, um, keep the integrity, keeping up the integrity of the sport will bring in fans. Maybe it won't be the young kids or maybe it won't be like this demographic that every single entertainment, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, company looks for, but you keep the sport intact. You know what I mean? When Max is allowed to understeer and just drive Hamilton way, you know, like, like, 20 feet off track and everybody's just like it looked cool hey, shit that, though didn't it that was pretty cool let's, let's do nothing about it you're not keeping up the integrity of the sport the integrity of the rules and then it, it's not a sport anymore now it's the wwe god damn it though the problem is in the current state these cars they they are it's very difficult to pass i understand that so i understand I mean, that but that's that's next year's right next year is going to be the solution for that so everybody says yeah um yeah whatever i'm a, i'm i'm the guy that likes to watch Football and if there's a little bit of pass interference, don't throw the damn flag. I want to <laughs> let him play. So I I can understand that to a degree. And I you mean, know what was cool about it was that he kept trying to pass Max, 
Max kept holding him off. And then what made it so great was finally he got him on the same corner because he had a little bit more momentum. He played it right going through turn one. You know right. what I mean? Hung back a little bit. Yeah. Got and, more of a um, momentum rather than staying in the dirty air and, and trailing him through there. He had a much better run all to turn four. Right. And yeah. then he made it easy. And Max, so I was listening to uh, the BBC um, F1 podcast that they have, the Checkered Flag podcast. Julian Palmer, remember him? He was a Renault driver. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's one of the guys on that podcast. Ex, he's an excellent F one analyst, a much better analyst than he was driver, unfortunately. Um, but he made the point, and I noticed it during the race too, that Max would take the middle line going into turn one, like even when Lewis was behind by like a second still, like doing the defensive line when mm. he was still way behind, and I think he was screwing up his entry into turn one. Which would just reel Hamilton in. But why was he doing that? Because he, he was basically trying to defend, but like he was doing it early. Like yeah, he was just early. well, he was just doing it when Hamilton had no doesn't, chance of passing. Doesn't he have a delta on his screen too? He must know the gap. No, they don't have a delta. Really? Each car, I don't think. No. God I, damn it, that, I racing. Why do they give me that data in the? Because <laughs> because you don't have a team of guys to tell you. I mean, every once in a while, they always tell him on the radio gap right. to Hamilton, right. five, you know, 0.5 seconds or whatever it is. Yeah, it is interesting um, too when you hear him sometimes over the radio, like, uh, "What what lap am I on, guys?" Uh, Lewis, you won the race. Ah, you know, it's it's like yep. the hell. You got these fancy steering wheels, and they don't. Yeah, I think they would have a lap counter on there. I would think so. I wouldn't see why not. I mean, now I feel better about myself when I'm karting. I don't know what the fuck lap it is or well, anything. No, nobody coming. does. Yeah, <laughs> you just wait for that white flag. That's oh, okay, right. one to go. Here yeah. we go. So you see Mike out there pointing. Get off the track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then that's your last lap. Exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, last lap is either white flag or black flag. Which one are you gonna get? So anyway, Lewis goes on to win the race. Yep. Unbelievable comeback. Great story. Yep. Um, Max is in second. So now and then Hamilton. And Potas finished third. Yeah. He blew the start. I don't know if it was uh, it was just. Yeah, he did. He's been well, struggling a bit. Did he? I think he lost it in turn it four. Turn one right away. Remember Max? I Oh, no, because Max started. No, uh, no, no. You're right. Max got yeah, him was in, one. in this race. Yeah, he got him in turn one. And um. Now, Ferrari outdid because Lando had an uh, incident with Carlos Sainz, which is funny because I could just oh, picture yeah. their conversation later. You know, Lando, yep. I'm not even going to try to do his voice, but I mean, poor Lando thought he had him passed and comes back and gets a flat. You or, know what? Well, that, that incident was a little weird to me because I'm, I'm not sure why Lando moved in. I, I don't think it's almost as if he expected Carlos to also move in with him and he didn't. Because well, Carlos. He was. Also, he was kind of off the track to make the pass too yeah but to his defense he had two tires still on the track um right. and where else is he gonna go i mean you can't go into the back of the guy you know so no it's just that's a tight turn one it's on a, a, on a it's long like a funneling turn and one. it's uphill it's just crazy start i liked it though i don't know it was a good it worked out i thought and all the uh drivers commented they they actually enjoyed starting uphill better traction remember they were all commenting about that okay and Max, I mean, Lewis or anybody in the back there had an advantage because they would get, you know, slipstream up the back straight. Yeah, even though it's the initial start is not the longest run to turn one, but every lap after that, it's a massive right. run all the way to turn one. Oh, so you Such know what I was straight. saying to you during that race, which every time they go by it gives me a little, like, ugh, is the uh, pit entry there. Mm. One day there's gonna be a. Fu- I mean, there maybe has. It's gonna be a terrible accident though. There's uh, like it's been close. There's there's been accidents right before then, you know, and that that whole well, entire front front stretch section comes uphill, kind of, yeah. kind of blind at some spots. There was one year I think it was um, one of the Force Indias, like like Adrian Sutil. You remember that guy, Adrian Sutil? No, he was a <laughs> he was a Force India driver. I think it was him. Uh, I think it was in the rain lost it in the rain going up the hill and then whacked it against the outside wall. Just a total yard sale of car parts all over the place. And like people still coming up the hill at 160 miles an hour and just like, geez, and they had to stop the race then. It was like two laps to go. Yeah. I wonder but, if it's, so, yeah, I wonder can, if that's a tire wall because there's a big black blob uh, right there before the pit entry. You notice that? It's got to be like know. one massive that, tire wall. Or that something. little section's been redone a few times. Like it used to be. I feel like the racing line used to be even more closer for, to it. To penetrate. Yes, it yeah. did. You're right. Maybe they. Yeah. I didn't hear him comment, but maybe they've required them. You know, giving penalties for off track. Maybe they move the track boundaries. Maybe because yeah, you're right. It used to be like 
Because those Formula One cars, there's no need for them to track out there. No. Way out. There's no, no, there's no, 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 no need. It's nope. flat out with, you know, you could have the flap open and have no problems. Mm-hmm. So, and now Ferrari bested um, McLaren in that in that one because Daniel is still in the back. So um, Daniel in the back, Norris with his mistake. Yep. Um, Perez, I think, came in like fourth, I want to say. Yeah, he never caught, uh, never caught uh, Valtteri. So, yeah. Right. Yep. So anyway, now we've uh, moved our way to Qatar. Qatar for the very first time. Yeah, which uh, under the lights looks cool. Kind of looks like a video game. Um, the drivers <laughs> all seem to like the track. You know what? But so I, I don't know. I've been getting into MotoGP this year. Ah, I actually, it's thanks, the Rich. First. Right? Yes, thanks, Rich. Uh, and thanks, Richard Cotter Francis for giving me his MotoGP pass on uh, on the internet. There, that's how I was able to watch all the races. Talk about um, exciting, right? That sport doesn't uh, need any gimmicks. Death no, trip it the whole time. No, it needs it's unbelievable. It needs zero gimmicks. It is pure racing. It's pure general. There's the whole time. there's there's ten guys who could win the race every week. It's it's cr- it's crazy it stuff. Is, yeah, I gotta tune Re- in. Regardless, I uh, you know I got a little bit familiar with the track from watching the racing in MotoGP this year. They did two races there at the beginning of the year. Um, I bought the MotoGP game for my computer. Really? So I've actually is like this where you lean. Like in VR, do you lean? No, There's you one that's no. out that you lean. No, no, okay. No, this ain't, this is with a controller and shit. Oh, you just um, lean the controller. No, it sticks. Um, boring. But you know, now I've driven it around in a game, so I'm familiar with the layout. And like, I liked it in the game. And I was when I heard that the F1 cars are going there, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be cool because. There's a few sections where it's multiple apexes, and with the F1 cars, you they know, just, yeah, they can take them at like full the, the what was it? It's like turn, uh, 12, yes. 13, 14. There's there's like a quadruple apex right hander, where like depending on what car it is, they can just about take all of them flat out, and it's all at like 160, 170 miles an hour, and it looks awesome. And even though it's kind of a parking lot track where every you know there's there's all sorts of runoff area and whatnot, it's punishing. Though. It's punishing yes, because nice. the curbing would actually damage the underfloor wings and all sorts of stuff of the cars if they went too far away. You know from what the I curbing. like? It damages them, but it's not going to kill anyone like sausage curbs do. Yeah, it's not right? going to launch a car in the air. Right. So it was. Yeah, you're right. It, it was a really entertaining race. I mean, the 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 race for the number one spot was boring, right? It was. I mean, it was not a parade race, but Lewis, great start, game over. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it was his from the start. But everything else was exciting. I think five guys um, ended up uh, DQing because of tire failure or something, or due to tire failure. You know, well, it, it kept and... happening towards the end there. Yeah. Yep. Oh, at the very end. Yeah, that's yeah. where. Um, you give all the credit in the world to Fernando Alonso for making the one-stop work. Yeah, slightly. He ass- stayed off the curbs. That's what you had to do. So Maybe. it showed you if they just stayed off the curbs, you could have made one-stop work. Yep. Uh, Lando would have been in the running there for third. I felt bad. They pulled him in. He didn't even have a um, a puncture. I don't, but they must have. You know what it must have been? Same situation as Botas. Damage done to the floor plan. Uh, floor plan. Floor, floor plan. plan. Oh, the floor plan's been damaged. God damn it! Gonna have ah. to draw a new one. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. It's like yeah, yeah. Um, it's had to have been some damage like that because there was a lot of that going on. And then what was it Schumacher was down, Sonoda was down, I think, due to uh, tire failure. There was at least five or six guys. Dude, I've had such a whirlwind of work days over the last few days that like I'm. It's all right. We'll I'm just make it up. No one knows. I'm struggling to remember the race events. <laughs> Um, no, but I mean, that's, that's what it was. It was, uh, more or less towards the last seven laps of the race. There was like three punctures and it, it really did make for an exciting mid pack race. Yeah. So it was a good race. Well, there was um, a lot of punctures in the race because, you know, the initial one was Valtteri. He went, you know, 30 yeah. some laps on his mediums. Didn't work. You know, left front goes down. Yeah. He had to, you know, bring it all the way back into the pits from like halfway through the lap. So he had, to, he had to bring it. Yeah, and that was cool to watch. I I like that. You know what's funny? I'm surprised in a way they haven't tried to like neuter that and be like it's too dangerous. You know, like you, they force you to like basically stop your race or oh, something. Oh, that should never be a thing. I agree, but dude, that should never. In this be a day thing. and age, everything's about you know being safe. I'm I'm surprised, but it was cool watching. I mean, he was all over the road. Like he was. You could see everyone then, trying to pass him. Like where the. F- he going because i yeah. mean he had no no left tire. And th- this is what brought alonzo into a comfy third place because yeah. valtteri was in third when this happened or he was 
He was on track to be third anyway. I think Valtteri yeah. still had to make a pit stop. Obviously, he was on his starting tires. But I think even if he came out of the pit stops, he might have ended up behind Alonso. But he would have fresh tires as opposed to Alonso. Probably catch him, probably take third. Right. And then it would be a race between Valtteri and Checo for third. It didn't happen. Uh, Botas blows his tire. Alonso passes him while he's got the blown tire. Has the sparks go over the cockpit. That was a cool shot. Um, it was very Hollywoody. Hollow, if I made that word up. Hollywoody. Hollywoody. <laughs> it like didn't it seem like that? That's gonna make a really good uh, Netflix show on that race. You know, with all the camera yeah, angles. If they show it, dude. There's so much stuff to cover for this year. I'm not even sure they're gonna make all the exciting stuff. I know because there's a lot of drama season. between the wings and the, and just everything going on there's there's definitely a lot and there's yeah. so many races i don't know how oh, they're gonna do we, it we can't forget that there was drama before the start of this race where in qualifying oh, that's right max started a five grid penalty right yep. max got a Which five place for... grid penalty for ignoring double yellow oh, flags yeah. yep valtteri botas gets a three place grid penalty for avoiding single waving flags uh what waving yellow flags. when they're ignoring i'm assuming it's because they didn't either slow to the 40% reduced speed or something or, or what was it? I think I they, it they just have to show any effort of slowing down and not going balls to the wall in that section. So do you think that they just didn't see it or do you think they are purposely just well, like, if, screw if, this? No, no, no. If you watch the broadcast, right, they usually show the live flag status in the top left above the, you know, the, yeah. the position counter and it went yellow, then nothing. Then yellow, then nothing. Then yellow, okay, I did see then that, nothing. Actually, yeah. And it was just like, what is going on? And I bet you... You know, the teams are seeing the same shit. So it was because Gasly uh, ran over his wing after it popped off, blew a tire. Oh, right. And yep. he's going down the front stretch super slow, but right against the pit wall, which is way off of the racing line. And at the time that Max crossed the finish line, at least when I was watching it, there was no yellow flag. Now, was he in sector three? You know, they, they split it up by sectors. Was he in sector three when the incident happened? And he didn't show any signs of slowing when the first initial, you know, flag, no flag, flag, no flag came out. I don't know. And that's and he didn't slow down. And that's why he got some kind of penalty. I think that's it. And it seems like Valtteri was also. In, and then there was one more, wasn't it? Um, Like science or somebody got a penalty. Charles Leclerc. Was it Leclerc? I think it was Leclerc. Oh, OK. OK. Um, yeah. I, it's funny. You don't hear anybody really uh, question it, though. I mean, it's a big deal, especially for Max. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay. You know what Christian Horner said? Christian Horner said, I think there was a flagger just throwing the yellow flag, not instructed by the FIA. Like he he was just doing it. He saw, he saw Gasly come around the corner and just went (gasps) without being told in the headphone to, (laughs) that's what his theory was. Jesus. I mean, who knows? Yeah. We'll never know. But I mean, that's, that makes a massive uh, shift. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the the race could have been, wait, I mean, it might've been a, Good race for number one there. I don't know, dude, because yeah, Max got to second was, place within like five laps. He just had nothing else in it. No, he didn't. He had that, you know, quarter yeah, second. Isn't that to weird? Second. So, do you think the new engine swap for Mercedes has really helped Lewis? Because he's of, on a roll. A lot I mean, of people have uh, hypothesized that that's yeah, yeah. Better check that of, motor. Well, you know, everybody, uh, especially Red Bull, thinks that uh, they're doing something funny with their rear wing right now, and that's why they have top speed. Um, oh, who knows? You know what? If they are, kudos, because that's racing. Yeah, I wish we could get back more into that, where, you know, the gray fucking, areas, the gray areas, within the rules of the building the cars, right. yeah, right. Like the best one you ever told me was in NASCAR when they filled the, uh, um, the side skirts full of lead or something, and the they chassis hit, rails, they yeah. hit a button, and then they would just all these marbles would come yeah, rolling yeah, yeah, down yeah. the track, like fucking brilliant. Yep, yep, stuff like that is 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 friggin' awesome. But the thing is, it's it's been decades and decades of rule making that you know things like that. It's it's harder to get away with. It is, you know. but when they interview these guys that that are in it, they will tell you they always come up with something, which yeah. is which is cool. Yeah, I remember one time listening to a podcast. Uh, I, I think it was Dinner at Racers, and it was Andy Petrie for the guest, who was a former uh, crew chief. And at Daytona, they had to run a certain angle rear spoiler. Like everybody had to run the same angle. And he was like, "This sucks because if you can flat it out, then you go faster." You know, it's Daytona; you're flat out all the time. So. He wanted to figure out a way to be able to flatten the spoiler when they were running, but have it so that it was at the correct angle when they were still and it would be inspected. And he's trying to figure out, like, what do we do? I, I, I can set up a switch in the cockpit, but what do we make it so that it comes down? And then he saw somebody's antenna, you know, come up when they start their car. And he's like, 
and he put some kind of similar actuator in the rear spoiler and he pulled it off. He made it so that his driver, when driving along the track, just hits a button and all of a sudden that spoiler just goes whoop, like DRS. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it's it's exactly the type of thinking you need to win. Yeah. It, and those types of stories are really fun. But like I said, so many of those guys have been doing stuff like that. And a lot of racing these days is really getting closer and closer to spec, which is unfortunate. But um yeah, it's harder to get away with that. Yeah, kind of stuff what is now. this notion though that racing has to be a hundred percent equal um, vehicles? Like, because it's got to be a driver's because, race. Like, why can't it also be mechanics, engineers, uh, power plants? I mean, you name it. This the BOP and everything is just kind of, I don't know. Because back in the day, people would win races by half a lap, and then third. But third they still are in Formula One. My. No, by bus lengths. I mean, not not all the time. I mean, you have as much as people love to to talk about the glory days, you know, of decades back and how amazing the cars were in the 80s and early 90s and all that kind of stuff. Nobody goes back, looks at the statistics of the deltas between the cars when they finished, especially in the years of like the McLaren MP4-4 in 1988. I think between Prost and Senna, they won 15 out of the 16 races. Could you imagine that if Mercedes won all the races but one? It happened, dude. And yeah. you, would, you would have like finishes where only like four cars were on the lead lap, maybe. And it happened in sports cars. That's why sports cars have you know the, all these BOP rules now is to try to make it all. Yeah, legal. I guess you're right. I think it has to do with we just look it's, back at history when it comes to sports and stuff, and we just kind of relish in it. But it's right. probably. And you could argue that, again, it's an entertainment versus sport type of thing. You know, right. The reason BOP exists is to create the closer racing because it's entertaining. And it's not up to the manufacturers anymore to make, you know, when, you know, it used to be, like, think about, like, Ford versus Ferrari. When they made the Ford GT, right, they didn't make the street car and then said, let's make the race car like the street car. No, they were doing shisty shit where... They had to make a street car. You had to have so many versions of your production street car to make the race car. But the entire time, they were thinking about the race car and just making the street cars to accommodate the rules because they knew that that car was going up against a right. Ferrari. But isn't that also what Ferrari did? I mean, it's the same stuff. All of them. That's right. what they were all like doing. Ferrari they were only all... built street cars because they went racing. That was the only reason. Supposedly. Potentially so, yeah. I mean, it's. I think that's what Ferrari was all about. The old man Ferrari was all about going racing. Mr. Enzo. <laughs> Mr. Yes. Enzo Ferrari. But that's how it was back in the day. But from what I can tell, over time, it's become make the street car. We'll enter it. We'll make our own you know, race car version of the street car. Right. And, yeah, we'll try to make it smart to where it's going to be a, you know, a... um competent race car but BOP is going to save our ass no matter how good the car is or not true but that's why um, Ford nailed it recently um, when they've re-released the Ford GT a couple times because BOP takes like a year to catch up so they sometimes they built the, that Ford GT of the most recent one whatever it was five years the, ago yeah 2016 yeah one. when they built it they the street car was like they literally built the race car first then they're like okay now we'll just make it street legal and then the BOP sure. didn't catch up that year. And they remember, yes, that's why did. they exited. They won, they dominated, and then they quit and left. That's why a lot of people were like, oh, they can't really win long term. Yeah, not just... after a year. No, it took, they were winning for like, what, three years with it? No, dude, the story that. And I'm I, talking about the newest one. I know. And yeah, I yeah. remember watching it happen, dude. When they came to Daytona in 2016, they were junk, they were garbage. And they entered the car into Le Mans, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they started and then they, out. And then they won Le Mans in 2016. You know, however many, what was it, 70 years later after they won it in 66 or 60? Right. It, it marked the anniversary. 40 years. Right. I, no, it's not 40. 50. No, it's no? not 50. Well, Ooh, let's do some math. I think it is 50 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, this is yeah, not a math. 15, right? Uh, to 1906. 2016 to 66. That's. Uh, so, yeah, 50 years. Right. So it was the 50-year anniversary of winning the for the first time in Le Mans, 
Oh my God, that was painful, huh? (laughs) (laughs) This episode of the Formula Hooligan Podcast is brought to you by Newport Propane. Wait, wait, now Alex, does anyone even use propane anymore? Do you live under a rock, Charles? Well, I know you can grill with it. Uh Uh-huh. But can you cook on the stove with it? Yes. Heat the house with it? Of course. Warm up the pool? Mm Mm-hmm. Fuel my flamethrower so I can melt snow with it? All right, slow down, Charles. What about when the lights go out? A propane generator will do you right. Okay, okay, so who would I talk to if I want propane in my house? Newport Propane, of course. They've been family-owned and operated for over 60 years now, so I'd say they know a thing or two about propane installation and delivery. Not to mention, they'll come out and give you a free estimate on any propane systems you're thinking about adding to your home. Sounds good to me. How do I get in touch with them? You can call them at 401-847-6878 or visit them online at newportpropane.com. That's 401-847-6878 or newportpropane.com. Newport Propane, proudly serving the Rhode Island area for over 60 years. But yeah, the way they got the car to be good at Lamar. I bet you, was to be shitty in Daytona and be like, oh my God, look how bad we are. That's what it was. You're right. That was the whole story. Yeah. So they could lower the BOP. I don't know what's going on with this. but um, Yeah, anyway, boy, we uh, we went way off topic into sports car racing. But there's been a lot of it. We had 24 hours of Sebring recently, right? There's no such thing as 24 hours. 12 hours, sorry. What was just going on at Sebring? I don't know. Sebring's like back in like March, dude. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, what? No, there what was there was a Fanatec series down in uh, Sebring. I'm telling you, I was watching a it. Fanatec series. Yeah, it's like the it's like a GT3. Oh, didn't Sam send us the link? Remember that? No, Petit Le Mans. No, Petit Le Mans was one, but no, there was another one too. Was... What was? I'm telling you, it was rain delayed too. Remember? No, dude. I've... Sebring had a race this weekend, this past weekend that was rain delayed for like an hour. Okay. And it was a either a twelve or a twenty four hour race. Okay. Anyway, how'd it, how'd it go? I I stopped watching when the rain delay. <laughs> but it was so cool. The you're whole confused, track. You're confusing the shit out of me, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're not even drinking. So no. the track was flooded though. It reminded me a lot of like uh, back when like Carroll Shelby was you know racing. Remember that famous race when the track was all flooded? I think it was in Ford versus Ferrari. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. We're, we're getting too off topic. Yes. Regardless, we'll go back to uh, Qatar. So, yeah, um, there was the drama of those guys losing all those positions and qualifying. But the race goes on. Like you said, racing for first place wasn't good. Racing for third place was pretty cool. And I liked watching Checo race his way up from – oh, yeah, the big story with him was he didn't even make Q3. He qualified 11th, which was insane. Hmm. You know, he's in the, he's in the fastest car of the year basically and he qualifies 11th wasn't he instructed no it was ghastly was instructed to let max buy member in qatar yeah yeah they even told him don't don't open your drs and he doesn't you can watch him going down the straight ghastly had the the ability to put the drs on because he was right up against alonzo but they were like no you know if you want a chance at the 2023 red bull ride you better not do this (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) which he'll probably never take everybody likes to say he'll probably go to uh, alpine at some point um, and if I was him, I wouldn't go back in the Red Bull car. Yeah, exactly. Just like he's a good driver. I think yeah. he deserves better. Yep. Um, so the manufacturer's race though is close, obviously. Uh, so Max right now is up by eight points, but only eight, but Mercedes is up by about five points, something like that. Or does he might even be even closer? Um, I don't know if it is closer cause Mercedes has done a ever, ever since, um, See, Red Bull kind of ate into Mercedes' lead in Mexico, but the last two races at Brazil and now Qatar, I don't. You know what? I don't think Mercedes had the upper hand because Valtteri didn't finish too well after his puncture right. in Qatar. Yeah, so there wasn't a switch. I think Mercedes has always Mercedes been up is, ahead. They yeah. have yeah, as a manufacturer so, that's theirs to lose because they've been up all year. Uh, right. The the big race though is uh, third. I was thinking, uh, you know, not that long ago it was McLaren. Who I'm rooting for, but Ferrari is. Oh, they've had a slump. They have, but I was looking at their wins uh, and podiums. McLaren's got quite a bit more. Uh, it's just Ferrari's more consistent. McLaren's like they'll win a race on a podium and then tenth and eleventh. Yeah, you know. Well, they they Ferrari's screw themselves. Been sneaky, getting up into the third. They have been, dude, because like I don't. You, you know, don't even hear about them this right. year. Right, exactly. Right? But then, like, all of a sudden, in Brazil, they finished, uh, I think, right. like, fifth and sixth. And then I think they, they did something similar in Qatar. But it's strange to me, too, because you don't even hear about Charles Leclerc anymore. And he's kind of a marketable guy. I mean. Yeah, he's eh. he's not the wonder boy 
at Ferrari that he used to be in 2019. But it's well, also because he won the Monza or whatever. Remember, he won that's Monza. What, that's what got him he to won, be a hero. And right, he won Spa. He might have peaked. <laughs> I hope not. I want to see. More I know, like but it. Carlos Sainz is fun. He's Carlos Sainz is fun, but um, yeah, it's only because the Ferrari has not been the stellar Ferrari that it should be for the last two years. Maybe they're just waiting, know? like. Uh, um, I was going to say Haas, but not Haas anymore. But maybe, they're, like Aston uh, Martin, they're waiting for next year, you know? Uh, and all, all these guys that are sort of, I don't want to call it sandbagging, but if you're not hearing much about them, you got to wonder what's going on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we'll see. So I, I think you already said it. You think uh, Lewis has got the steam to win it. I still think it's going to be There's tough. definitely a momentum thing going on. And if there that, is. that car is all of a sudden not only just really fast in a straight line, but it seems like Hamilton is like really in tune with the car yeah. now, you know, just, I think he's just kicked it up a notch to be yeah, honest. With you. Yeah, he really has. And it's, it's crazy to think about how that could happen in, in racing. And like, I think about that. Like, like if I, I don't know what kick it up a notch would mean for me in racing. Like, I don't know what right. I would have to I discover agree. to all of a sudden be- go tenths faster a lap than I used to go a week ago. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of nuts that. They, yeah. I almost they can, feel like, don't you think like racing is just you don't you you're either on or off? Like I I don't think you go out sure. there and you're like I'm gonna give it nine tenths, but th- then again that's part of the sport. I mean you got to manage the tires, so they're used to that. I mean Ma- Max is I mean Lewis is obviously very good at that, but his late braking too has been like he's I don't know he is on another he's, level. He's on form right now. It's very he's smooth. On, he's on really good form right now. So I mean they're going to. Saudi Arabia, so they say. Who knows if that track's even going to be done next week? Yeah. So with two races left. Yeah. So where is it at? They're they're going to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, Jeddah. Mm-hmm. J-E-D-D-A. And then where is the final race? Final race is Abu Dhabi, like it has been. Um. And both tracks have. I don't know if you've seen a lap of Jeddah. They have virtual laps of it. Um. It's a lot of uh high speed corners and some straights and that so lewis is gonna win yeah it's the way it's looking yeah and then abu dhabi has its fair share of straights they just um they're changing one section of the track i don't know why at the end of the back stretch there's like a, a little left right left chicane that they got rid of and now it's just a gradual left hmm. i don't even know what. yeah that's these tracks the towards the end of the year i don't I don't know much about them. Well, Kinda. all the all the classics are done, right? You know, you know, Interlagos was the last classic track. Now it's all these, you know. Ooh, Interlagos. We've called it three different names now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like Jose. It's Jose Carlos Pace something. I don't know. Circuit. I don't know. But um, the, yeah. So it, it's shaping up to be pretty exciting. I mean, you couldn't have writ- written the script any better. There's there's so. a legitimate chance that depending on how they finish in Saudi Arabia, they're tied and it's gonna go to go, Max. No, right? Well, it'll be tied going into the last race. Right. So after after next week's race, going into Abu Dhabi, they could be. But at the end of the day, if they're difference. tied points at the end, it goes to whoever had the most. The most victories. wins or podiums or the most victories, which I think would go to Max, Max at this point. At this point, but I think Max well, is ten wins this year. Something crazy like that. Yeah. So if Lewis even wins the next two, I think I don't even know. I they did after the race, they did the math. You know, all the different odds and chances, and it just made my head explode. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even add nineteen sixty five plus. Um, you know. I think so. I saw what it was. I think if Max wins and gets fastest lap, um, and Lewis finishes like ninth place or something it might not even be that far down. seventh i think is yeah what it showed but um yeah then max wins the championship in saudi arabia be a crazy crazy place to celebrate that <laughs> yeah it's just strange I don't know. it's all Weird. strange no it nobody is. really likes the whole idea of going racing in saudi arabia uh, but I, yeah i don't know i guess cheap oil i don't know <laughs> it is a weird topic because like the reason people don't want to go is because these these countries don't have like you know human rights down at all. Yeah, it is kind of peculiar, especially when Formula One's all about rights. And, yeah, we and, race as yeah, one. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, it's not really being followed if they want to go race in these, uh, you know, Saudi tracks. I'm a little concerned that they're focusing a lot on that stuff because they just just focus on the f-ing sport. You know, like their 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 big thing now everywhere is it's the most efficient motor in the world. Well, no shit, you're the most advanced no, million dollar you should, program. I'm excited about that, and I'll tell you why. Because they recently put out this initiative that by 2025 or 26, 
they're going to try to be a fully sustainable sport. For real? Like, I don't think so. You know? But what does that actually mean? The, the idea I mean, of fully sustainable means that, you know, they're, they're not wasting. How could you define that? Basically, you know how, like, when you. Like zero carbon footprint? Is that what they mean? Uh, yeah, more or less. Net, net neutral? I mean, yeah. It's, it's, but it doesn't. That, that's not possible because you you got to look at all the venues. It, that's just such a bullshit. It's all marketing. It's 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 just stupid. <laughs> somehow make it so that they just like they're not polluting, but like they will be because they're still gonna be flying planes yeah, to every. Exactly. Country. Regardless, right? You should be anyway. excited about that initiative only because yeah, yeah. they're trying keeps ice. You know, internal combustion engines Correct. going. Is that what you're getting at? That yeah. that's what they're trying to get to. They're trying to make it so that they can show that the internal combustion engine can remain relevant Thank God. and might actually do better than, you know, what electric power is able to do. Yeah. As far as like you still have to mine for electric power for batteries. Yeah, and, and then you still gotta charge stuff either yep. with I mean, it's there's it, a lot into it. Sure. And but, but here's the thing, motorsports, regardless of streetcars, motorsports. Yes. Not electric motor, but they need to have a real motor. <laughs> it's just just the way it is. I think though, whatever happened to that McLaren being acquired by Audi and and Porsche and VW? It was bullshit. I haven't heard anything about it since. It's weird though because remember, well, you weren't there, but me and Ismar were talking to one of the guys at McLaren who travels with him, you know, I was telling you. Oh, with the Newport Concourse. And he was like, dude, he was being pretty genuine. He was talking about how like um synthetic fuels are going to keep Formula 1 going f- at least another decade with internal combustion engines yeah probably beyond so i i think it, if we can get to that point then i mean then it's ball game i mean if we can make our own fuel i mean what right isn't that i don't know how that in, in theory it makes sense to me but i don't know how that works like uh like how do you well you're not burning how do you burn a synth i mean it just right it kind of makes well all right so neither if of Elon us must couldn't figure it out then why is it yeah, we need to get some engineers to uh China. Neither of us are chemical engineers and actually know what to talk no. about with this. So, uh, all right I then. Don't know, maybe we move on to the we'll next topic. On. You have sim racing yeah. topics you wanted to bring up. Yeah, we're real high tech here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Why don't you uh, sing a song for us? Sing us a song. You're a piano man. Apparently, the TV uh, shut off. We're gonna watch. Uh, we're gonna watch those watching on YouTube. Face. Oh, look at Charlie's face. What was that like in high school? <laughs> oh, hey. there's the logo all right so yes you have topics you want to bring up about all right sim yeah racing. there's some sim race i mean it's winter time look at uh, unless you're uh going to um uh what is it called simcraft the 24, the 24 hours? hours yeah the karting race is that, yeah. is that happening no it got pushed back to march oh well it didn't get canceled. i told i i told Did you about that about in the last yeah. podcast yeah. i forgot Anywho, <laughs> okay. well, that sucks. But anyway, my point was is there's not a lot of real racing going on in the Northeast at the moment. No. So um, obviously into sim racing. I think everybody is probably that listens or watches or they're, you a know. good chunk. There's some yeah. people who aren't into the sim racing thing who I wish would get into it, such as uh, some of the older guys, you maybe? know, like Rich Hemingway and Rick Brown, and there's a few others out there that haven't really. It would uh, make uh, Friday Night Racing when we would, start that back up officially uh, be a little more fun. It would make it more fun if those guys. Were, I I feel like Rick would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's he's described sim racing. I mean, he he was on our podcast and he talked about it. This was the night that you left Canaan. And he took over for you with uh, David. Yeah, Mid. yeah, shit. What and, did he say? Uh, he was saying that he hates it currently only because he sits down and tries to do it and can't make a lap because he doesn't have I hear the, the it's, regular it's true. So the thing is you have to separate. It is real racing, but you have to completely relearn how to drive. Based off of two yeah. senses. Yeah, you're go exactly. I your mean, sight and, and your sound. they claim I don't have any of that stuff. Motion and all that. They claim that I mean eventually I'm sure they could figure it out with enough money, right? I mean, they have no, simulators. You, Dude, hold on. Those million-dollar simulators like the Formula 1 drivers use? Yeah. Or it doesn't, whatever. I don't care what that does. It's, so it's you never still gonna... don't think it's going to replicate? 5G's under braking? No. I don't know, man. I've been on some rides at Disney World that Dude, did it if pretty it, good. If it, if it did 5G's of braking, it would literally have to back up at yeah. five times the speed of gravity. Yeah. No, I, you're, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. So anyway, to Rick Brown's point, you just have to say to yourself, the racing is real. But the way in which you go about it is not. 
you might be turning a wheel and pushing a brake and a gas and a clutch or whatever. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's not. When you agree, I mean, th- your reaction time needs to be needs to be good. Yes. I mean, like you're fast in real life. You're fast on a sim. Try but to be. Clearly, not everybody is. No, no. There's definitely dudes who are good at one and not the other. On both yeah. sides, I've seen guys that are good at sims. They yep. really can't get their head around racing in reality. Which is weird and, to me. Because yeah. don't you find it much easier in real life? I wouldn't use the word easier, but no, much dude, more intuitive. Easier, easier might be the word only because you do have all your senses. Yes. You have your all your peripheral vision to be able to work with. And you have a better sense of where, where you are. one thing. Fear in real life can hinder Correct. you and make you go slower. Where in a sim, crash, just hit reset. Exactly. Which there's people in iRacing oh. and everywhere else that are claiming like they should make it so you know you're you're penalized like literally you have to like pay. To oh, I've heard that stuff. argument. Anyway, it's so dumb. We'll get into the uh, news. So instead of course a competition, I was just telling you I don't really play it anymore. It feels a little bit like arcade game to me. That's kind of a simulator. Okay. But they're going through um, hoops to make it feel better. So I guess they got a big. Actually, there's some live event going on tonight. Uh, Rob would appreciate this. They're unveiling the new. M4 GT3, which I f***ing love this car. I know it's the back. I'm sure they're showing the back of it because most, most people think it's hideous. I love it. Like, if, if I yeah, can I know find a way, I am buying the M4 um, streetcar. Like, really? I, oh, my God. I am in love, yeah. Uh, so, anywho, they're releasing that tonight. And then also they've got some physics updates, tire model updates, which is a big deal. Um, cool, I think. Yep. Next up, though, which is really exciting. So this is where. All right. So sim racing is obviously trying to become closer and closer to real racing. Yep. And this is the first that I'm aware of where a piece of sim equipment is actually the same exact item used on a real race car. Not like using a Momo wheel with nothing to it. I'm not talking about that. Yep. But this is a real GT3 wheel that Fanatec built in conjunction with BMW. For the M4 GT3 car. Correct. But the thing about this wheel in particular is that you can take this wheel and plug it into the BMW GT3 car. Right. You can pop it out of the real GT3 car and attach it to your Fnatic wheelbase right there and go sim racing with it. It's not a different piece of hardware between the two. That's right. It's the same piece of hardware. It even has the same... I don't want to screw up what the uh, electronics are called, but it's all the... uh, Is it... um, I should know this. I'm in the business. But anyway, it, the CAN bus or whatever, it talks to the car and it talks to the sim using the same software, which is like makes my head explode because I'm like, <laughs> how does that even make sense? Yeah. So it, clearly there's a lot going on. It's um, it's always cool to me to figure out like what a real wheel looks like because I, I don't know about you. I've never driven a GT3 car, but it's 310 no. millimeters wide. It's got um, a hand clutch. Um, so yep. you can, you know, I don't actually know what they're using it for other than just maybe in the pits. Because it's not like they have a dual-stage clutch. Yeah, it's just pits. So it's got to be just pits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. They've got backup lights. I mean, you can see all the different encoders, and you can kind of figure for yourself. Yeah. Brake bias, probably. TC on a few of them. And the thing is, is like mapping. you can buy sim racing wheels that'll do all this stuff. Yeah, we've but got once, them. once again, the difference is you can plug this into the real race car. Well, this is going to be a way more durable. It's going to offer the same exact feel of a real car. It's going to have the same weight, same exact is, size. Because it is the, the real, real wheel. Thing. Right. And it's not going to break. Like I was just telling you, you know, I broke my little thumb encoder because I, I crashed. Yeah. Crashing in a sim is scary. Well, for you, because you crank the. You, I you do. Have yeah, a you gotta crank it wheel. up, man. You gotta make it scared. Um, <laughs> they fi- they've actually since fixed that. Now, iRacing, when you crash, yeah, it kills the force feedback. Really? Yeah. Which I like. I mean, it's okay. It was kind of cool though. But if you ever let your girlfriend or like a, you know a kid or something use it, f-ing kill them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so here's the f-ing kill them. <laughs> I really wanted this wheel because I love the M4 GT car. Yeah. I like the idea because I'm big into sim racing. And then everyone's like, it's going to cost 5000 bucks," And I'm like, no, no, no. They're going to release it at a normal price of like 600 bucks, because everyone's like 5000 because I'm sure a real GT3 wheel normally would cost 5000 But I'm like, no way is Fanatec. They're really middle grade in the sim market. They're not even considered premium like some of the stuff. Do you know the price on this? I haven't, and I, I've heard it's, it's... Well, it's a lot, but it's not because it depends on what... Well, I've, I've heard it's reasonable. So what is the number for this? All right, it's uh, enough for me to say I want it, but no. Uh, because at the end of the day, I don't have a GT3 car to put it on. Okay. It's $1,400. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, that's that's a little ridiculous. I think, so they they had me at 
700. I could have splurged. Mm. You know what I mean? Even that is 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 a huge but ask. It's but just it's just the rim, right? I know. Well, it's it's I know it's got well, some smarts in it, but you need it's you need to hook it up to a base. Talk, yeah, you got to hook it up to the base, but it comes with that new quick release which is an auto um automotive grade, it's the actual like quick release system, yeah. not like what this has now. So it's literally but it's yet to be determined. I mean, does it really make a damn bit of I think it's just it's probably just a marketing thing, you know what I mean? Just it's a synergy between sim racing and real racing, which is really good though, because a lot of people are now becoming real racers, Jimmy Broadbrand and stuff, yep. that never would normally have because of stuff like this. So I think it's cool, but I'm saddened because unless I get a really big bonus. <laughs> not looking like that. You know, national or national <laughs> global pandemic. I wish it was just national. Um, <laughs> all right, let's look at Automobilista 2. Yes, uh, you skipped over a tab. Did yeah, you? I did because there was nothing there but photos. Okay. So Automobilista 2 is another recent – it's actually not recent anymore. It's been out for two years. They keep making updates. And this two is, years at this point? Yeah. Really? Yep. So Are this you sure? Is, yeah, positive. I was just reading this. So this is Riza or Riza, however you pronounce it. Yep. They're responsible for R-Factor 2, which was like the holy grail of – No, they're not. R-Factor 2? No. Dude, that was always considered – other than iRacing, that was like the holy grail. But Riza's not responsible for it. I thought they were. No. Who Re- was? Reza makes Automobilista 2. Mm, but they... Studio, Studio 397 makes uh, R-Factor 2. I don't think back so. In the Are day, you sure? Yes. Back in the day, the guys who made R-Factor were... Maybe it's the guys, um, though. Maybe it's the same people. Maybe they switched. No. These these guys that make Automobilista 2 are Brazilian. That's why they made Brazilian stock car games before they made Automobilista. Mm, that is true. I remember that. Yep. Well, we, this is good though. We can have some people that can comment and actually correct us. Yeah. Because uh, I'm surprised. I. Uh, yeah. Nonetheless, Reza is well known in the community. Oh, I should have yes. mentioned. So, Assetto Corsa has Kunos. Okay. So, Kunos yes. are the developers for Assetto ACC. Corsa. The developers for um, iRacing is just iRacing. I think. iRacing. Yep. Which is actually local, which is really cool. I, I had know. no idea. I wish I knew how to code and get a job with them. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Go meet Dale Earnhardt Jr. again. Yeah. Um, Fix the tire model. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's funny is I shit on that. I hated iRacing, and now it's like all I drive because it, even though the force feedback sucks, it's the only sim, and Rick, if you ever get into it, that resembles racing to a degree, I think, where the cars with, actually with... react like you would expect in real life, I guess. Okay. They're um, predictable, where some of this other stuff, like I was saying earlier, ACC and even Automobilista... They call them canned effects where, you know, uh, say you're understeering and your sim wheel just all of a sudden loses all its force feedback, goes light. Like, I get what they're trying to do, but it's that's a canned effect. Or you're going over a rumble strip and it feels like, like very, it's like fake. Like, all I care about feeling is just the stuff. What comes through the steering steering column? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, exactly. Like, seat of the pants is something that they claim is missing. First of all, it's missing in every simulator because of the G-forces. Right. But it's particularly missing in iRacing because they don't artificially add it like no. these others. No. iRacing just does simulate what comes through the uh Right. And it's really it. cool. That's why it when feels you, very one-to-one. When well, you're that's turning, why when you go over curbs in iRacing, it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. But then the yes. rest of the time you're driving on a flat road or yeah. any, any of the road, really. It's just kind of like, eh. Because... The wheel isn't doing weird things to simulate G forces, simulate loss of grip, simulate that kind of stuff because it doesn't happen through the steering Absolutely. column in reality. And if you, uh, for the Carters out there, if you've ever gone off track or you've, um, what do they call that? Like if you get up on a, basically the tires are almost not touching the ground because you're on some type of uneven surface. You know what I'm describing? Like um, it happens in Formula One a lot. Like the under the floor pan just kind of like is now lifted a little because you're on curbing or something or uneven sure yeah nonetheless that feeling you get in real life it matches like if you're in like a formula car and i racing like perfectly it's crazy like you can hear it and you can feel it and you have like no control and then you got to kind of get off the curbing or off the grass and then you got to regain yep kind of reminds me of uh, new hampshire motor speedway it's like that if you get off the off the track oh, you yeah. know what i mean you're, yeah yeah then you're kind of along for a ride for exactly. a little bit yeah but uh, apparently this physics overhaul that they've been talking about yeah. is uh, they're redoing the limited slip differential, redoing the tire model. There's even a video where they show like side by side and you get less of that. Like in sim racing, you oftentimes get this feeling of like where you're sawing, like you turn 
all right, and you're turning, you're making the turn, you're making the turn, then you're not, and you're pointing this way, and then you're that way, and it's like that on-off. Remember Project Cars? I'll, uh, like that had it really bad. Yeah. You get that type of feeling, but they're, they're trying, by with these improvements, they're kind of limiting that, supposedly. These all get released like tomorrow. So oh, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, there'll be a lot of action. I mean, I, I put a lot of money into Automobile when yeah, I bought the, uh, the USA pack, and they've only released one half of it or one third of it, and I paid for all three parts. Ooh, those are some cool cars. Look at it. So I think. What's what? So that's that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, exactly. If you get the cursor off the video, I bet you that'll that'll tell us. No, I still don't know what's what. What's what's before? What's after? I'm gonna guess the green is the 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 new. You think so? Can we even be showing this right now? <laughs> I don't know. Cause Did Riza give us permission to show them their video? Maybe if you talk over it and it has the white yeah. border and the rest of you know. I, I don't know. I was watching this and I was like, it looks pretty cool, but I can't really tell. The graphs look the same. The steering is slightly different. It is the um. But the whole point. Let's turn that off. All right. So the whole point though, was that you get less of that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you get less of that seesaw effect. Okay, yes. Yeah, you, the pendulum you know what effect. The pendulum effect, thank you. That's the word. Where it's yep. like this weird feeling, which yeah, you, you just you don't go, whoa, ever, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't get that in real life. No, but I mean, we don't get it in the carts because the carts really easy to. Carts don't either. You're right, because they're very direct. And you're right. You need to be yeah. driving a full body car. But if you ever take another car on a track or even a. Like, uh, what's that? Um, right in Rhode Island, the place that we've been to down there. Autocross? Yeah, that high-speed autocross. You'll yeah. get that feeling where, like, you'll lose grip, and you can make corrections, but yep. the car's not going to start darting everywhere because as long as you have no grip, you make all the corrections you want. You settle the car, and then you're good. Yeah. Now, obviously, if it's gripping and you make a correction, yeah, you're you're. F yeah, you can overcorrect, and then I've done you're that. spinning the other way. I've done it, too. I've done it in, Who hasn't in done the, that? Uh, I did it in the Miata when I took it out to that autocross. There was one yeah. time where I, I got super sideways one direction, countersteered, and just went whoop, and then looped it the other way. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you got to keep your foot in the throttle, I guess, if you're going to uh, I mean, a little much, bit, right? a little bit of throttle, but it's mostly just don't countersteer too much and then expect it to whip back and countersteer the other direction. Right. Yeah, I don't... You don't want to keep the foot mashed with a rear-wheel drive car anyway, only because... The rear end is going to slip and you're going to slip. Right. Yeah. I've never been good at drifting or anything of this sort. I always have to keep it under that. Yeah. Once I, I get into that uh, situation, I'll be honest, I get a little scared. <laughs> you do? Uh, in a car, I do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because um, once I lose, so it's funny, I feel like in a car, I'm fast until I lose control. I think I okay. just tend to panic. Like it's one of the things I had to overcome even in karting. Was yep. um, that initial, you lose it, and then you kind of like overcorrect, and just, you, you panic. Then you got to calm down. And I've gotten to that level with a cart, but in a car, I'm not losing control of a car often enough. <laughs> I guess not. I guess no, not. not yet. I'm, uh, to. I'm too much of a hooligan, and I've, I know. over the years, I've, I've done some silly things. So <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I grew up with a Mustang, so I was mainly just, you know, whipping donuts. and. I grew racing. up with trucks. You know, I would take my trucks out in the snow and do stuff. <laughs> Yeah, snow, snow. Ask Ismar. I one time we were snow we were driving in the rain and on on an off ramp, I got sideways in the Colorado, my old truck, and I scared the shit out of him. And oh, I was I just heard like, about ah. this. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you kind of uh, puckered up my butthole a little bit when we were driving in the Miata. The Miata, last, yeah. I got uh, you. Summer. I got you just a teeny bit sideways. Yeah, in the Miata. I, my whole thing is on the street anyway. Is that you don't know what's on the street? It's on a, dumb on a racetrack. It's like, yeah, yeah. It, it's dumb. It's not. It's not something I should be proud of. But it, well, ha it happens every once in a while. So. um like all these podcasts, they all end with me reminiscing about when are we going to go see a freaking Formula One race live? I don't know. Fingers crossed. I say if you guys want to go to go to Miami, go for it. Uh, I'm a little on the fence. I'm, and I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm hoping for, obviously, um, Montreal. I would love that. I mean, I'm hoping that it, it would back. It would feel like a homecoming. It would just Absolutely. be like, ah, this place again. Like Yay. Miami would be fun for the experience, but you're going to pay a lot of money. And really, I don't think you're going to get a great F1 experience. I think you're just going to be in Miami, which is cool. Yeah, it's going to be a good party. That's what <clears throat> yeah. it's going to be. As far which as is the, not the worst thing. Just no, saying. but like I'm too much of a dork and a nerd about F1 to want to go and see a bad race. You know what I mean? 
I don't. But I, wait a second. None Do- of us even know if it's going to be a bad race, but like it's a street course. It's no, but it's. I don't know. It's kind of like so Long Beach. I've always wanted to go to. I know this is a different sport, but I've always wanted to go there. Yeah, but Long Beach is cool. It's okay, a proven. Yeah. It's a proven true road track. You know what I mean? So is Montreal technically. You know, that's public roads. And for Montreal the most part. has a lot of fun too. Yeah. A lot of hooliganism. It's, it's just it's so well set up. The train to go from the city where you where you're staying to the racetrack is so right. easy. Which I know we've already discussed uh Cotta, but that was a disaster getting from a track and yeah. to the town. Good race though. Yeah. We, we missed a good one. That's a, actually uh it was funny. I was talking to Elias and I about the last podcast and he's like, You barely talked about Coda. I'm like, Oh yeah, we really didn't. But it was a good race and we yeah, were well, supposed to go see it. Should have had him on virtually. I never even thought to. Uh... <clears throat> yeah, that would be fun. I would. I got a. The last time we did the virtual uh, podcast, it, it went okay. The, you know, the audio came out pretty all right. But remember, we had to like screw well, with the audio to get if it. If to... anybody wants to join us, please join us. Um, either here on the couch, or yes. or virtually. Uh, here be, on the uh, couch is preferable only because I know how to produce that. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to figure out how to produce the video and audio over discord, mm-hmm. um, and make it all sound nice, nice. Cause it, it sounds kind of rough at the moment when I try, but, um, yeah. Well, that's going to be it till, uh, the, uh, the next so. one. A bit um, of a short one. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I don't know. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> It's a work night, man. It is a work night. Maybe that's why I've had some. I've had some days these last few days at work. So yeah, yeah. You know, got to travel. Got to. Uh, actually, I don't have to do shit. I love it. So you know what? If you can do what I do and just bring booze to the party for Thanksgiving, you're winning. So, <laughs> that's my contribution. All right, I'm Charlie. I am Alex. And this uh, is Formula Hooligan. This is Formula Hooligan episode dozen. Yay. See you next Thanks time. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Adios. Bang.